This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. and welcome to another episode of Cawthron Radio. My name is Natalie Bird and I'm joined today by two Cawthron aquaculture scientists, Dr Norman Ragg and Dr Natalie Delorme. Welcome both. Kia Natalie. Nice to be here. Hi. Yeah, so you're here today to talk to us about an upcoming conference in Nelson, a scientific conference. Well, actually two scientific conferences that have been merged. One is Physiomar and the other is the ANZ MBS. Australia, New Zealand Biotechnology Marine, Bio- Marine Biotechnology Society. Society. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Coming up in September, and there's a really like jam-packed full agenda of speakers from Cawthron as well as international delegates. So we're keen to talk to you a little bit about that. But first, could you introduce yourselves and just tell us a, a little bit about your work? Start with you, Norman. Fantastic. Thanks, Natalie. Lovely to be here. Uh, so my name's Norman Rag. I'm technically a shellfish physiologist. What that actually means is that I'm a research scientist placed in the aquaculture group here at Cawthron, based uh, out on the Boulder Bank and in the uh, Cawthron Aquaculture Park, which is a fabulous place to work. The shellfish physiologist title, that tends to drive people out of the room fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. What it actually means is that I work with animals like powers, oysters, beautiful green shell mussels. If you think about all of these things they're mollusks they have shell we tend to see the shell and we tend to see the kai when we eat them of an evening but we tend to ignore the fact that you've got a a fragile complex living animal that sits underneath that shell and it's uh, it's it's a somewhat unusual research field but there are an, an interesting and growing group of people like me and like Natalie over to my left here who study the detailed biological workings of these animals. For us that's important in New Zealand and particularly in Cawthron where we're supporting the New Zealand aquaculture industry that we don't just blindly stumble forward trying to work out how to grow these animals particularly in a changing ocean but that we do this from basis of knowledge and that's based on rigorous scientific principles and that's where I come in. Great, fantastic. And Natalie, you work in a similar field but your focus in recent years has been on stresses, is that correct? Can you tell us a little more? Yes, so my name is Natalie Delorme. I also work at the Aquaculture Park. I'm a scientist, physiologist, working with the stress and health of shellfish. So what that means is I look how the animals respond to stressful situations and um, in order to understand more of what they do and, and what they have to cope with in the environment. And what is the value of that for New Zealand's aquaculture industry? Um, some of the research that we do um, um, is understanding how we can improve practices, for example. Part of the, the research that I am involved in is uh, looking at uh, uh, improving transport practices of adult muscles and uh, muscle juveniles um, just to try to make the process better so we don't stress the muscles too much and they have better chances of surviving uh, out in the world. Great. And 
Cawthorn is actually home to the Shellfish Aquaculture Research Platform, which is a central government funded rolling kind of research platform. Norman, can you explain a little bit more about how that differs from other research projects, which might be three years or five years? Certainly, this it's this is our main research space, which basically means it's it's the main source of research funding for the shellfish aquaculture work that's going on uh, in the aquaculture park. It's uh, traditional funding mechanisms, not just in New Zealand but all around the world tend to be based on a, a, a highly competitive basis. So every three, four, five years, scientists put forward research proposals, they're funded or they're not funded. Uh, you, you live in a highly uncertain environment, lots of risk, lots and lots of time invested trying to generate research funding proposals rather than actually doing the research that the world needs and these days New Zealand aquaculture we've got lots of challenges changing ocean environment we need to work to ensure that we're prepared for all sorts of stresses um, environmental biological anthropogenic and really to be spending lots of time chasing dollars is is a completely inappropriate use of scientists time we're in this really privileged position where MB, Ministry of Business Innovation and Employment, have come forward with a strategic science investment fund, which is a, a, it's a funding platform that we still remain highly accountable, highly accountable first and foremost to our stakeholders in the aquaculture industry and to the New Zealand taxpayer. But ultimately, central government is saying this is devolved funding and it means that we have some latitude to manage process internally. So while we continue to develop excellent and useful science, it means that we can be quite agile and react to our changing environment and our changing stakeholder needs very quickly and tune and refine our, our research priorities accordingly. Mm. And are you collaborating across New Zealand's science system to do that? Are you working with other researchers from other organisations? Uh, we absolutely are. This, this research platform gives us the opportunity to work right across the spectrum. We, we tend to refer to it as a pipeline. One end of the pipeline is very practical, applied, ready to be used in industry solutions. The other extreme end of the pipeline is, is almost blue sky science, so we're really capturing the bright ideas, the new emerging research concepts, and we're thinking about ways to channel this through the pipeline to make these intellectual ideas as, as useful and relevant as possible. Along the way, we partner with as many of the universities as we possibly can. We now have a really strong base of graduate students working with us, either partnering with the program or actually working within the program. That now extends to some really prominent international collaborations as well. And CRIs and uh, other independent research organisations coming in, all adding to the, the richness of this intellectual soup. <laughs> 
Fantastic. And some of that richness of intellectual soup is probably how I would describe the program for the PhysioMar conference that's coming up. Natalie is holding a copy in her hands and there must be, how many did you say, how many Cawthron researchers will be speaking? There will be 13 uh, people from Cawthron researchers from Cawthron presenting at the conference and many others from other countries and New Zealand as well. Yeah, and so... Norman and Natalie, you're both presenting at the conference as well. Yes. Um, what are the, some of the, before I ask you about what you'll be presenting, what are some of the subjects that Cawthron people will be talking about? So we have a broad range of research um, going from uh, microplastics to, to histopathology. What's disease. that? What's histopathology? <laughs> <laughs> so histopathology is when you have a, an animal and you cut it uh, and you prepare a slide that you look into the microscope. So you look in the microscope and you see how the different organs are looking and, and that's the way to assess if they have any disease or any problems. Okay. Yeah. 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 So looking through the microscope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are there any kind of particular areas of that Cawthron holds expertise in? Like we've got a range of global researchers from around the world. Is Cawthron known for anything in particular when it comes to our mollusk research? I think that's an excellent question. Stepping back a little bit, I would say it's so significant, looking at the bigger picture, that we've actually been invited to be the hosts of this conference, full stop. So what was originally quite a, uh, a cliquey, quite prestigious, but very much a, a sort of old boys club type conference based in Europe, for that to have expanded its brief to the point where Cawthron and New Zealand have been invited to actually host it. This only happens once every three years. This is quite an exclusive event focused on invertebrate physiology, mollusk physiology. This isn't everybody's cup of tea. There aren't that many organizations in the world that can speak to this topic, let alone host the conference. Now, Cawthron's all about taking great science and making it useful. So, we very much sit right across the themes of the conference, which unsurprisingly include climate change, climate stress, disease is always there, diseases we're learning a lot more, and they're, but they're also following pollution, anthropogenic stress, climate change stress, becoming more of an issue, becoming more complex. There's a very strong theme that emerges from the Cawthron-led MB program that looks at aquatic animal health. Now, when that program was first constructed, a few years ago, we saw in the greenshell muscle industry an emerging issue that we really had no idea what was going on. So just reiterating what farmers were saying, we simply called it summer mortality. We're seeing more mussels die unexpectedly in summer, and this might be an issue. Certainly farmers are starting to raise a red flag, so we have a responsibility as proactive researchers to investigate this issue and provide a path forward for the industry. As we took these concerns into the wider international community, it became apparent that summer mortality issues in commercial mollusks, so aquaculture shellfish around the world, is a really big deal. It's a generic name. It is what it, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. Animals tending to die 
in association with warmer water. But the reasons for that are, are really diverse and complex depending where you are in the world and which species you're working with. What we've been able to do in Physiomar is really pull together all these uh, different perspectives from around the world, looking at different aquaculture industries, different shellfish species, and really create a, a unique opportunity to compare notes. Mm. I've heard a couple of researchers in the last few months tell me of examples of when they've been at a conference. It's not until you get everybody in the room that these light bulb moments happen where you see common threads or you wouldn't have even realised that they're facing the same problem in this part of the world. But then actually there are different factors, so it, it might be the same symptoms, but they're not sure what the cause is so it's it's a really important thing to be doing in a field of science right is getting everyone from around the world together to kind of compare notes and I guess identify new and emerging issues yeah and and also um, share ideas and and, and look into the different science um, it helps a lot uh, sometimes yes uh, we studied a particular topic but we are not we don't know everything so when yeah. you have another person that may have had another experience and, and share that with you that's when the collaboration happens and when the new ideas happen and when you can really make a change. Fantastic. So Natalie, what are you going to be presenting on at the conference? I will be talking about a paper uh, and an experiment that we did to uh, look into the effects of air exposure and, and relative humidity. So how humid the environment is uh, affects the muscle juveniles. Everything relating this to uh, transport practices, we want to try to reduce the stress of the muscles uh, going out to the farms. So yeah, we found that muscles are very sensitive to uh, dry environment and to a lot of hours of air exposure so yeah trying to reduce that and and make the make them happy make them not uh, to stress too much so they can have a better chance of survival at the end and when they are uh, placed in the water and that's because most commercial shellfish production involves producing the spat like the baby mussels in a hatchery and not they don't they're not just capturing them from the wild and then putting them on ropes they do that does happen sometimes but mostly in New Zealand now um, is it? in New Zealand actually is the other way around is it uh, really? most of the muscle juveniles that are used in the industry are caught from a uh, wild supplies that from 90 mile beach so they uh, washed up on the in the beach and they collect them and they put them in the water um, after transportation to the different farm locations and uh, a small percentage um, is uh, a hatchery spot but yeah it, it, both these situations uh, occur the same they both need to transport the spot for a uh, long times and and in different um, conditions great and Norman what are you going to be presenting on I'm picking up on a philosophical theme the space that I'm steering my own research towards broadly it's within climate change related stress and the effects on shellfish philosophically i have a bit of an issue with this because we as humans we're, we're, we're becoming very fixated on climate change the problem the burden denying it or not denying it what i'm trying to see in my own research is moving beyond that moving beyond acceptance and looking at the ways to move forward in a changing environment. Now this is particularly important if you work in the shallow ocean because our, our coastal seas are changing more quickly and more dramatically than the atmosphere around us. Uh, if you're in aquaculture, 
uh, researcher or a marine farmer, you'll be particularly aware of that. We're seeing evidence for coastal acidification, for example, and most dramatically, particularly in the summer, we see marine heat waves now that are making water temperatures much higher for any one time of year than they have been in living memory and that's presenting all sorts of challenges. What my research tries to steer towards is harnessing what's already available within the biology of the shellfish that we work with. So either within a shellfish and within its lifetime, what natural resilience mechanisms does it have and how can we tap into those to help the shellfish themselves and to help farmers tune their husbandry practices to capture the natural resilience and to get the best from their stock and as Natalie was referring to a moment ago we're also moving into closed life cycle which means breeding which also means selective breeding so there you get to tap into a whole spectrum of additional opportunities around selecting for favorable genetics and there's this mysterious field uh, called transgenerational plasticity where you look at things beyond genetics themselves the experiences that a parent has and how those experiences can be conferred to the offspring. Is that like epigenetics in humans? That's exactly. Epigenetics is the main mechanism. So that means not just your DNA, but also the way your DNA performs from one generation to the next. And that can be influenced by the environment and the life experiences and the other main mechanism particularly for a shellfish well not for all animals actually is maternal investment which means how devoted your mother is basically if you are a muscle that means how much investment the mother muscle will put into each individual egg that's produced which ultimately becomes a baby muscle the richer the egg theoretically the better the chances of survival and of developing a resilient larvae that then becomes a resilient juvenile and a well-performing adult in the next generation that is fascinating yeah i can't i can't wait to hear that i'll have to make sure that i'm in on the session (laughs) okay well that's a fantastic summary i think we'll probably wrap it up there natalie Tell us about the date. So when is Physiomar happening? So Physiomar is happening the first week of September. We have a welcoming reception on the 7th of September and the main conference presentations happening on the 8th and the 9th of September. Fantastic. And if people are keen to check out some of the updates or the content from the conference, they can follow Physiomar on Facebook and Cawthorne will be sharing some of that on our channels as well. So you can follow Cawthorne on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you both so much for joining us and thank you to our listeners. Until next time, Matiwa. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.